Ladies and gentlemen, Alien Zoo is now open. Alien Zoo. My name is Chris, and thanks for listening. Boy, do we have something special for you today. We've got a cryptid hodgepodge. That's right. A new exhibit at the Alien Zoo. We got two new cryptids for you today. Both happen to be sea-dwelling creatures, and this is going to be fun. So let's cut the bullcrap and get right into it. If a flying carpet was a cryptid, it would be El Cuero. Hailing from the Chilean glacier Lake Lacar, or Lasar, not sure, located near the Andes Mountains in South America, El Cuero, which translates to the hide or the leather, is a supposed lake monster. The beast is said to have a hairless head, a hairless spine, in a body that can be compared to a dried cowhide, which has been splayed out. Certainly one of the most unique-looking cryptids out there. But speaking of its uniqueness, let's go over a bit of its appearance a little bit more. Now, realistically, the animal that El Cuero most resembles is a stingray, but more of a primitive stingray. It has very wide pectoral fins, which are the fins on either side of a fish's head, and a long whip-like tail, but unlike Steve Irwin's murderer, there is no barb at the end of its tail. The eyes are on short stalks, which stick up from its head, and its mouth is supposedly extendable, similar to a sturgeon fish. A few eyewitnesses have also reported seeing a collection of razor-sharp claws, which El Cuero uses to secure its prey. This water-dwelling cryptid is said to be about 2 to feet, 2 to 5 feet across and can weigh upwards of 65 pounds. What's interesting about this cryptid, if you need another thing interesting about it, is that there are quite a few possible human attacks linked to this creature. The natives of South America are constantly telling tales of El Cuero, both to educate and maybe to scare a little bit. According to them, El Cuero is a voracious, brutal predator that they have given the nickname Aquatic Tiger. That's pretty badass. Now, the way this cryptid hunts is that it stalks in the shallows, then lunges out of the water, similar to a crocodile, and overwhelms its prey, which happens to be mostly humans. It's delicious, delicious humans. Once it captures its soon-to-be meal, it uses its proboscis to puncture the soft skin and suck out the internal organs and blood like a chupacabra in aquatic rug form. There have been quite a few, yet controversial, attacks on humans. One woman tells a story where she was washing clothes by a lake while her baby slept nearby. According to the woman, the creature burst out of the water, again, similar to a crocodile, and engulfed the baby, with its jaws, I assume. Then, just as quickly as it appeared, it disappeared in the water. Now here's the thing. 
if the creature was indeed as fast as reported, how was the woman certain it was indeed El Cuero? Couldn't have been, in fact, a crocodile? Tragic story nonetheless. If it's true. Alright, well here's the thing. El Cuero isn't the only baby-eating cryptid in Chile. South American mothers also warn their children to stay away from lakesides, not only because of El Cuero, but also fearing Huike Huike will eat them. Cryptozoologists have pointed out similarities between the two ferocious cryptids. Some even believe the two are the same creature. Alright, now here's a quick breakdown of Huike Huike. Huike Huike is an oversized stingray-type cryptid. It is said to float on the surface of the water. Its epidermis appears to be that of a stretched-out animal skin. See the similarities? One main difference is that reports of Hueque Hueque rarely include a proboscis, which El Cuero is known for. Now, many say Hueque Hueque is an undiscovered, oversized species of freshwater stingray. All right, let's get back to El Cuero. So what could this creature possibly be? Some theorize that El Cuero may be a primitive invertebrate, similar to the nudie branch. All right? Now, nudie branch, it's not just a euphemism for penis. Nudie branches are shellless and uncoiled gastropods. The name nudie branch means naked gills. These creatures are famous for their bright, vibrant colors and are considered a type of sea slug. And like El Cuero, these creatures can jolt onto the land when hunting mollusks. A carnivorous, gigantic sea slug. Interesting. Another possibility could be the Mata Mata. Now, a Mata Mata is a type of South American freshwater turtle. It has, a quite, it has quite a unique look. It's a large turtle with a good-sized triangular flattened head. The flatness of the creature does seem to coincide with the flatness of El Cuero. However, the largest that the Mata Mata can grow to is roughly 33 pounds. And uh, that's only about half the size of the reported El Cuero. Other theories claim that El Cuero could be a surviving prehistoric sea scorpion, a new species of jellyfish, or a gigantic carnivorous stingray. Here's the thing. I think the appearance of El Cuero is so bizarre, researchers just throw every possibility they can at the wall to see if it sticks. But you know, El Cuero will always be the carpet of cryptozoology to me. Ah oh, man, if only there were some pictures of El Cuero love to see that beast. It sounds so interesting. But hey, don't worry. We still have another exhibit. And this one comes with very clear pictures. I know it's kind of, it's kind of strange for a cryptid, but uh, let's get into it. Cryptids are notorious for being camera shy. Whether it's the heavy hitters like Sasquatch or the Jersey Devil, or the lesser known cryptids, no one can seem to get a good picture. Even in this day and age, with our iPhones and Androids or whatever, everyone is walking around with a film production company in their pocket. It's crazy. 
so it's quite rare to come across a creature that has an extremely compelling photo attached to it. Well, in comes the Hook Island Sea Monster. This is an example of a picture most people have probably seen, but won't know until they see it again, or won't remember. Alright, the Hook Island Sea Monster is a large, black, water-dwelling cryptid that resembles a giant tadpole. This large creature was spotted in Stonehaven Bay, Hook Island, in Queensland. The witnesses in this story is limited to a single family the Lay Sarex. Robert Lay Sarek was, brace yourself, a Frenchman. He purchased a small motorboat for his family and made the decision to stay on the island for a few months. It just so happens to be the definition of vacationing too much. A few months? Anyways, on December 12th of 1964, the Lay Sarek family all packed themselves into the motorboat and began to cross the Stonehaven Bay. While still on the boat, Robert's wife, let's call her Robert's wife, notices a bizarre object on the bottom of the semi-shallow bay. It was overtly clear to her that she was looking at an enlarged tadpole. Well, beyond an enlarged tadpole. A gigantic 30-foot tadpole. Well, I mean, this is shaped like a tadpole. This family was ahead, of, was ahead of their time in the, in the early 60s and acted like they were living in the social media age and began snapping picture after picture after picture of this 75 to 90 foot unknown animal. Robert's first mate, Dae Jong, eventually jumped overboard with the intention of filming the creature in the water. The Lacerac family were convinced that the tadpole-looking monster was dead, but they were mistaken. It was very much alive. So here's De Jong swimming closer. We have the Lacerec family on the boat, creeping closer. Pictures are snapping. Filming is supposedly happening too. This is all very exciting. Suddenly, without missing a beat, the creature opens its humongous mouth and begins moving towards the family. Terrified and shocked, a bit of panic began to set in among the boat. The family helped Dejong back onto the boat, and after the commotion settled a bit, the creature fled and swam off into the distance, never to be seen again. Now here's an interesting little detail. Robert, as well as a few others aboard the boat, reported that they observed a wound on the right side of the creature's tail. Perhaps this isn't the first encounter the creature had with a motorboat. Those propellers can cause some serious damage to sea creatures. Just look at the poor manatee. And in fact, the family had come to the conclusion that the creature, which seemed too big to be in that particular shallow part of the water, may have swam closer to shore to recover from the possible propeller injury it was inflicted with by a larger boat in deeper waters. Robert Lacerec was able to give some more details on the creature after the encounter was over more detailed than the initial big black tadpole description. And here's what he said. It was only when we got to within 20 feet of the serpent 
that we could see its head clearly. The head was large, about four feet from top to bottom, with jaws about four feet wide. The lower jaw was flat, like that of a sandfish. The skin was smooth, but rather dull, brownish-black in color. The eyes seemed pale green, almost white. The skin looked more like that of a shark than an eel. There were no apparent scales, nor did we see any parasites around. We, we supposed the flexible tail would have shaken any off. There were no fins or spines, nor were there any apparent breathing openings, although we mu there must have been some. Perhaps we didn't see them because our attention was focused mainly on the creature's menacing mouth, the inside of which was whitish. The teeth appeared to be small. A fragment of some dark substance hung from the upper row of teeth, possibly a fish. As the monster was lying on the sandy bottom, we could not see the color of its belly. The creature was about 90 feet long. Behind the head, the body was about 2 feet 4 inches thick and remained that way for about 25 feet. Then it gradually tapered into a tail-like whip. The general color of the body was black, with one foot wide brownish rings every five feet or so. The first one starting just behind the head. The skin was smooth, but dull. Wow. Now he also stated that the creature's eyes were on top of its head. This is a detail many debunkers point to, saying this is very uncommon with most sea creatures. But I say, look at alligators, you dummies. Plus, because we haven't found many creatures with eyes on top of its of their head, you know, it doesn't mean they don't exist. You gotta stay open-minded, especially in the realm of cryptozoology. Now, get this. This is a bit of a shock. People immediately began to try to debunk the story. Simple-minded fools. One of the common theories is that the images are photoshopped. But this encounter happened in the 60s, well before Photoshop was invented. But is it possible that the images were in some way manipulated? Well, I mean, it's certainly possible. Some others claim that the images are just a very lucky angle of a school of larger fish. This I have a hard time believing because there are multiple photos of this creature and at different angles. It's too dense of a black blob to be multiple fish. And yes, a school of fish can swim together in a very smooth, dance-like formation, but even then, you can always tell the difference between a school of fish and a single animal. At least, I think I, I can. I think. I really don't think it's that difficult, and the lines in the photos are so damn straight, almost impossible for a school of fish to accomplish. Some others state that the underwater silhouette is nothing more than a large sheet of plastic weighed down by some sand. But the evidence for this but the evidence for this claim contradicts this statement. Debunkers who state the plastic and sand theory say that the creature looks too lifelike to be real. Uh what okay. So it's so lifelike it couldn't possibly be a living creature. It's absurd. Now here's what hurts my heart. In the book, 
field guide to lake monsters, sea serpents, and other mystery denizens of the deep, author Patrick Hugh and my main man, Lauren Coleman, state that they believe that the Hook Island sea monster is nothing more than a hoax. Ow. My blood pumper. So, here we go. If it's not a hoax, or some sort of play on the eyes, what could this possibly be? Ah, one of my favorite questions. Now, evidence that the Hook Island sea monster is fake and evidence that it's real are pretty much equally balanced. One rational explanation out there is that the water cryptid the family ran into could be a greatly oversized swamp eel, an eel part of the Sinbranchidae family. The Sinbranchidae. As far as the images of the creature goes, it certainly has a similar body to an eel. However, the average swamp eel only grows to about 150 centimeters. That's only 59 inches in length. And as we know, this is a far shot from the 75 to 90 feet that the supposed creature measured at. Is it really so hard to think that this could be an undiscovered gigantic sea creature? To some it is. We here at Alien Zoo are always open-minded. I mean, look at the photos yourself and find a way to disbelieve. I'm having a hard time with it. And that's why I think the Hook Island Sea Monster was a living beast in the 60s. Is it around now? I don't know. But I think it certainly was at one point. Well, that about does it for this week. Thanks for visiting Alien Zoo. I hope you enjoyed this cryptid hodgepodge. These are always a lot of fun. Did you have fun? I had fun. There are plenty of new exhibits on their way to Alien Zoo, and I hope you'll join me next time. Thanks for listening. My name is Chris. And until next cryptid, or cryptids, bye. Bye.